Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's talk about winners and losers from week eight next on Fantasy Football Today in five. Welcome to FFT and Vibe. I'm Chris Towers here with Adam Azer to do a quick recap of Week 8's action from Sunday. And luckily, we managed to avoid too many injuries. There were a, a handful of minor ones. Jonathan Taylor left the game with a recurrence of his ankle injury, but he came back. So hopefully there's nothing to be concerned about there. The one that may be concerning was Cooper Cup leaving Sunday's game late with an ankle injury. Uh, Sean McVay afterwards, I think it was like the last minute of the game. Sean McVay afterwards was saying he was kicking himself for having Cooper Cup in the game in that situation. He injured himself on a tunnel screen with the 49ers down by like three scores. It wasn't a wasn't a particularly great situation to have Cooper Cup in the game. And hopefully it won't be a serious issue. Uh, you know, early indications are that it's not, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on over the next couple of days. Adam, is there no. Is there a single Rams player you would even want to start with Cooper Cup out? No, Brandon Cooks, baby. Fingers <laughs> crossed. No, they're terrible uh, with Brand- with Cooper Cup out. Oh, uh, Higby. I, yeah, Higby. That's that's it. I always forget about him. The bar is so low, but he's been pretty bad lately. He has. He had a really bad drop. He could have had 30, 40-yard gain on a catch and run. Um, that would have basically made his day, given him a respectable day. But yeah, he'd be the only guy. I'm not going to get completely away from him. I still think he's there. Second best option. Al Robinson's getting interesting. He's, you know, getting a little momentum that he could be a number three receiver. N- not a lot of interest in Ronnie Rivers. <laughs> no, I think, look, if they say Kyron Williams is going to be a factor at some point, then what do we have here? We have a terrible backfield for fantasy. Yeah, they've they've had the fewest points scored by their running backs in PPR all season uh, of any team. So, yeah, it doesn't seem like a good situation. Let's move on to... Uh, some good things that happened on Sunday, and there were actually quite a few of them. It was a kind of a fun day, uh, at least heading into Sunday Night Football. The average team scored 23.4 points per game in this one. That was up from 21.7 through the first seven weeks of the season. So that's a good thing. Uh, Adam, give me a, a big winner from week eight. Well, Justin Fields, first of all, we have six teams on by next week, so you're going to have to go hunting for some quarterbacks, and Justin Fields is available in about 50% of CBS Sports League's and now I think this is four games in a row for Justin Fields with uh, nine top 12, or, uh, top top 12, 12 QB, wow. four weeks in a row. Well, that's great. And this was against Dallas. I mean, this was 30 fantasy points against Dallas. Um, the rushing totals are just phenomenal. And there's mm-hmm. a possibility that he's just going to be the breakout quarterback that we were hoping he would be, that we thought maybe Trey Lance would be. So I think at the very least, you have to roster him and you're probably going to start him next week against Miami and then Detroit and then Atlanta. Couldn't look much better schedule wise for Justin Fields. Yeah, I, I agree. He looks like a uh, at least a, a borderline top 12 quarterback moving forward, if not just a top 12 guy. He's averaging right around 70 yards per game on the ground over the past four weeks with two touchdowns in that span. And, you know, if that's the rushing production that we're going to get from him and any or anything close, you know, he's got as much upside on the ground as anyone except for Lamar Jackson, really. So, you know, yeah. that that's that's really going to help if you can just be decent as a passer. I'll go with Antonio Gibson 
as a winner from this one. I, I think he's back to being the running back to roster or to to start for the commander's offense. I, I think Brian Robinson is just a guy. He's going to get what's blocked for him. He'll get his short yardage uh, opportunities, but that's two weeks in a row now that Antonio Gibson has scored a receiving touchdown from inside of the 10-yard line. Look, th- this is a three-way backfield, and J.D. McKissick still has his role. He was still out there in two minutes uh, late in the game, but overall, I think Antonio Gibson probably has the clearest path to fantasy relevance of any back here. He's not going to be great, but the production has been pretty good the past couple of weeks. They're using him in the passing game. They're using him downfield. They're having him run a lot of routes. I think there's actually a lot to like about it. It's not RB, you know, top 12 upside for Antonio Gibson like we were hoping for, but he's a useful fantasy option at a time when you really need some. So that's uh, Antonio Gibson's a winner for me. And how about a, a loser from you, Adam? Michael Carter's a loser. It's another three-way backfield there. Yeah. Uh, Cortland Sutton's a loser. Um, I, I, I have no words. And Jonathan Taylor is a loser. I was nervous about the change to, to uh, Sam Ellinger from Ryan because I thought the catches would be much, much lower, and they were. He went from seven last week to zero this week at yeah. one target. I'm not saying that's going to be the case. He could have had two touchdowns in this game. He got stuffed at the goal line. Naeem Hines scored a touchdown with, with Taylor blocking, so I don't think he's useless or anything like that, but I actually liked Matt Ryan for him just because Ryan was throwing to the running back so much. Yeah. Um, Again, I, I've said it before. I just their offensive line is so bad that I don't think they can really run the ball as effectively as they wanted to. They're not a good offense. They're not a good team. He's going to be a bust. Uh, you know how big of a bust is the question? But I think he's not going to be Najee Harris bad or anything like no. that. But I think there's definitely a scenario where you've got Ramondre Stevenson and Travis Etienne and Ken Walker and Damian Pierce. These guys who have emerged, and you're deciding: Am I starting them? Or Jonathan Taylor, and it could be a matchup stinger. Quite honestly, I think I'm just going to tell you to sit Taylor in a lot of cases. I I don't think I can those go guys. that far but yet. Those guys, I didn't mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no I get what you guys mean. Guys who have passed him. We have guys. Yeah. A lot of guys who have passed him. Yeah, I, he he did leave this game briefly with the recurrence of that ankle injury. So I wonder how much of you know maybe he just missed one drive where they happened to be throwing a lot. I haven't looked at the the play by play yet data yet, but you know that's the one thing I would say is there there is. Some concern just with that ankle injury. You know, there was uh, some concern that it was like a high ankle sprain when it happened. So that can linger and and really sap explosiveness. So hopefully that's not what we're seeing. But yeah, it hasn't been great for him. And things have not been good for the Steelers offense at all this season. There are, there are a handful of situations this year where I've just decided I'm never going to say, well, it can't get worse again because that was something that I said with the Panthers offense uh, with Baker Mayfield. It was something I said with, the Steelers losing Ben Roethlisberger. Turns out things can get worse. They had 300 yards of total offense against the Eagles. Look, it's a tough matchup. We know that. But there's just nobody on this team now with, you know, Najee Harris splitting carries with Jalen Warren with so many of the targets getting distributed to so many different guys. It just there's nobody on this offense that's really looking like a must start fantasy option. I don't know if I, I don't think I had anybody outside of Pat Farmuth ranked inside my top 24 at any of the positions. And I don't think that's going to be the case moving forward either. Pat Fryermuth, probably a top 12 tight end, but everyone else definitely sittable and probably should be sat in uh, fantasy lineups moving forward. So that's going to do it for FFT and 5. For more of a Week 8 recap, make sure you listen to the full episode of Fantasy Football Today wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you tomorrow with an early look at the Week 9 Waypoint. CBS Sunday. 
You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions and you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.